Hello, music teacher friends. Welcome to episode number 33 of the Beyond Measure podcast. My name is Christina Whitlock, here with you, as always, to act as your anytime piano teacher friend. Today, we are talking crazy, (laughs) as in letting our imaginations run wild, free of whatever barriers usually get in our way, and just seeing what comes from it. So despite the fact that society assumes a lot of the time that professional musicians must be like the most laid back and go with the flow kind of crowd, (laughs) I think most of us would agree that we are a pretty calculated, rational bunch of people, right? I mean, I think we tend to be pretty numbers conscious, (laughs) and since many of us depend on sort of a portfolio career, we are often constantly running scenarios in our minds where we're balancing questions of how much time we have and how much money we need (laughs) and how to accomplish those things while cultivating at least a minimal amount of personal satisfaction, right? (laughs) In other words, you know, how can we make a livable income doing the things that are still feeding our creative inklings, yeah? (laughs) Balancing the practical and the seemingly superfluous, if you will. Well, over time, I do think that these constant calculations can whittle away at the dreamer that lives inside of us. Just like I'm generalizing here about most musicians being fairly numbers-driven, I will also be so bold as to suggest that we are often harboring an inner child, or whatever you want to call it, that just wants to create, (laughs) or indulge, or help, or any number of things that have been somewhat suppressed since we also need that practicality in our lives. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe you think I'm crazy listening to my explanation of all of those things. But I do believe that anyone, regardless of profession, (laughs) though maybe especially creatives, (laughs) will benefit from a little bit of what we're going to call crazy talk once in a while. (laughs) Let me explain. Way back in 2013, (laughs) I read an article on Anne Bogle's blog, that's Modern Mrs. Darcy, if you don't know, um, and it was a blog titled Crazy Talk. And in it, she describes a scenario where she's driving with her husband on a long trip and they begin to engage in a strictly, what would it be like to kind of conversation about moving out of town, buying a farm that they saw for sale and living there, but just for a year, just to see what it was like. (laughs) They played out this scenario Of course, never having any actual intentions of doing so, but they just ran with it. They talked about the reasons it would be great, the risks that were involved, all the stuff. In the end, did they sell their house and buy the farm? 
No, (laughs) that was never the point. The point was just to imagine what it would be like. What that conversation did do, however, was open the door to other conversations about places that they would like to experience, you know, lifestyles that intrigued them, extended vacations, vocational possibilities, all the things. So like I said, I read that post in 2013 and I still think about it all the time. (laughs) But let me tell you this, I am not very good at the whole crazy talk thing. (laughs) I have discovered the more I live my life that I am woefully practical, (laughs) like to a fault. And I happened to marry someone who is also very much the same way. We are just not crazy talkers by nature, (laughs) but we're trying to work on it. Let me come at this from a different angle. A few years back, I attended a roundtable discussion forum that was geared towards vision planning for our local school system. And it was a typical roundtable format where there was a moderator of the group that would pose a question and then each of us would consider our own personal answers. And then we would have a few minutes to discuss our ideas amongst our table mates. And after a few minutes of that, we would choose one person's idea and then present that to the entire room. Side note, I kind of love roundtable discussions like this. Give me any topic, set it up in that format, and I am there. Anyway, after working through multiple questions related to school system goals and logistics and all the things, we were asked one final question. It was this, if there were no barriers, no constraints of money, resources, legislation, whatever, what would we like to see happen for our schools? Whoa, (laughs) I was so intrigued by that question. (laughs) It's kind of equal parts exciting, yet also completely overwhelming, right? Like if you could literally implement any program, any focus, any anything, (laughs) what would you do? (laughs) No, seriously, what would you do, my friends? (laughs) Not even necessarily within your public school system, but in your own life. If you didn't have, you know, these bindings of finances or location or obligations in any regard, what would you do right now? (laughs) I know music teachers well enough to know that none of us are going to sit idle for very long. So sure, we might initially say that we want to go park ourselves under a beach umbrella in Costa Rica and call it a life, (laughs) but I would say that the vast majority of us are just not cut out for the solitary, self-indulgent life. (laughs) Maybe I'm wrong about that. You can let me know. (laughs) As pandemic after effects continue to run their course, It just feels like a really important time to engage in some crazy talk, right? (laughs) After all, weren't we all saying at the beginning of this whole thing 
that this was an opportunity to weed out the busyness of our lives and get back to the heart of what really matters. Personally, I refuse to have lived through this time and not come out of it with some hefty reformed perspectives on life. It's seriously the only way I can make peace with it all. So, you know, I'm considering this the great cosmic reset of sorts, right? Seriously, though, let's engage in some crazy talk or at least crazy thought this week. So if you don't have time right now, try actually scheduling yourself for 30 minutes. (laughs) Just take a break um, in which you are going to either call a friend, grab a drink with your spouse, or sit down with your trusty journal and take yourself on a crazy little journey. (laughs) Think about I don't know, whatever area of life comes to mind, whether it be your professional situation, where you're living, parenting dilemmas, how you are spending your free time, big bucket list types of dreams, or just the seemingly small things. You know, like just finish this sentence. I've always thought it would be fun to... (laughs) I'll say it again. I've always thought it would be fun to... Seriously, what? (laughs) What just popped in your mind? I've always thought it would be fun to... Hmm. (laughs) Was it a travel destination? Was it a physical activity? Was it a new approach to scheduling your students? I mean, what was it? (laughs) Do you know that series of children's books by Laura Numeroff called, like, If You Give a Mouse a Cookie? (laughs) There's a bunch of those, right? But they're fun little stories like, if you give a mouse a cookie, he's going to want some milk. Then he'll look in the mirror to make sure he doesn't have a milk mustache, and then he'll ask for a pair of scissors to give himself a trim. You know, of course, the story takes you on this long series of events that all stem from a mouse asking for a cookie or whatever. (laughs) Well, what if you build yourself your own crazy little mouse story. (laughs) I'll give you an example from my very recent real life. Here's the deal. I am absolutely drowning in student referrals right now. I am turning away droves of students and they're all from families that I really think I would love. So yes, it's a very good problem to have. And yes, Um, I know you're probably going to flood me with recommendations about making the jump into group lessons, and I know, I know, I know, and, well, maybe. (laughs) But regardless, as fortunate as this situation is, it's really stressing me out. I desperately want these potential students to get a great musical experience, and I want to be part of it, (laughs) but time. (laughs) So anyway, I live in a college town and as I'm stewing in these like feelings over not being able to take all these students, I happen to stumble upon the fact that there was an administrative position open at the university near me and it was a little intriguing to me. (laughs) I should probably point out that every few years I have these moments like many of you, where I start to think that an eight to four desk job 
would be wildly appealing. <laughs> you know, the consistency, the cut and dry measures of success, being home with my kids in the evenings, etc., etc. <laughs> Not to mention, this particular position would come with a tuition waiver for my kids when the time comes for them to go to college, which of course, I would be silly not to consider on at least some level, right? So, enter crazy talk. <laughs> I fell hard for a solid, oh, I don't know, 72 hours <laughs> down this rabbit hole of, wow, could I give up my studio? Could I really give up my studio? I don't know. In my mind, if I was making this shift, it was going to be an all or nothing deal. You know, could I or would I be happy working a 40 hour per week desk job? <laughs> what would happen to this podcast? Would I ever end up writing the books that I want to write or creating all of these resources that are constantly coming into my brain? Surely I could. But would I? <laughs> what would I do during the summer months when my kids were home? Where on earth would my students go? You know, could I even stick this job out for 20 years so I could actually make full use of those tuition waivers? Wait, did I just say 20 years? Oh man, is that what I want to devote my life to for the next 20 years? <laughs> and so it went. But the answer to that last question was, um, no. <laughs> While there were so many positives to that scenario, it's just not who I am. <laughs> I am very much a fan of the whole, like, bloom where you're planted philosophy. So if I found myself in that position, I would like to think I could do it and make the most of it. <laughs> but at the end of the day... I am already doing what I really want to do. <laughs> I just need to keep brainstorming on how to bring it all to, like, maximum fruition. Ooh, maximum fruition. <laughs> I kind of just made that up, but I kind of love that term. <laughs> Band name? Blog title? <laughs> I don't know. But you heard it here first, my friends. Maximum fruition. But anyway, <laughs> back to my most recent flight of fancy it's tempting to think that the many hours I spent pondering that potential career change was a waste of time, since I ultimately ended up giving up on it completely. But actually, I learned a lot more about myself through that process, and I came out of the whole thing even more committed to the fact that I am doing what I want most to be doing. I also realized, wow, if the draw of less after-school work hours was strong enough to tempt me with a possible complete career change, <laughs> well, it helped me see that maybe I need to take a deeper look at that desire and make a stronger push to get some different work hours in place. <laughs> don't worry, even though I don't think there's a perfect solution to that in our profession, I am working on it, I promise. Anyway, that was a very real life example of my own recent crazy talk, which in hindsight was still incredibly practical. See what I mean? I am terrible at this, friends. But I want you to do this, and I promise I will commit to doing it in a bigger way also this week. 
What kind of music program would you love to run? A choir for inner city kids? Group piano classes at the local prison? (laughs) Adult-only lessons at the local retirement center? Maybe it's all music learning theory preschool groups, or maybe you'd like to accept only five piano students, but charge them an enormous amount of money to study with you. (laughs) I don't know. In Indianapolis, we have someone at the children's hospital who comes in and gives lessons to kids while they're on dialysis. And I have always thought that was this like beyond incredible idea. But seriously, like what would you do teaching related or not? If you had no limitations, no health concerns, no financial worries, no people to please other than yourself, (laughs) this answer does not have to be anything that you ever actually do. And really hear me on this. It's also not meant to be something that causes you like a big lump of sadness over the fact that you don't feel capable of living out your dream. (laughs) That is 100% not what this is. But I do think it's an excellent way to tap into the truest desires of your heart, which can then lead you to find ways to achieve similar goals in your real life. So, let's all do a little summer dreaming today, shall we? <laughs> let's toast. Music teacher friends of the world, <laughs> today we give ourselves permission to dream a little dream. <laughs> Or rather, maybe a great big dream. (laughs) Let's give in to a little frivolity, shall we? (laughs) As people who identify as creatives, let's make sure that we haven't let practicalities steal our ambitions, okay? (laughs) May we all look for ways to incorporate our innermost desires into our functional lives. It doesn't have to mean huge life changes, friends. Let's just not be afraid to talk crazy every now and then. Cheers to you and your heart's desire, my friends. Hear, hear. Okay, episode 33 is in the books, and I hope it was an enjoyable one for you. (laughs) Let me know if you make time for crazy talk this week. (laughs) You can share with me on Instagram and Facebook at Beyond Measure Podcast, or you can always shoot me a message at beyondmeasurepodcast at gmail.com. I would seriously love to hear from you. So until next week, my friends, let's all work hard, rest well, and be nice. (laughs) Take care.